Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Obviously, my heart has been very, very heavy this week with what's going on in uh, Ukraine, and uh, I know it's just amazing to me that not since World War II have we had a sovereign nation in Europe attacked and try to take over a neighboring nation, and um, we've been able to witness a lot of that on that little thing called a cell phone. It's uh, unparalleled times when I saw the hundreds of thousands of people gathered in the streets of Czechoslovakia. I was reminded of some of the scenes I've seen, then some old footage buzz about what was happening in the 40s with another very wicked, demonically controlled man who was trying to take over Europe and the world. Many of us have loved ones. My own dad, uh, Norma de France, a lot of people paid a big price the freedom that we have today. That should stir us to pray diligently and mightily for those who are suffering. It was out of this context of suffering that James writes his letter. Look at it with me, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, isn't that interesting? Most scholarship attributes this book of James to James, the half-brother of Jesus. You remember if you read the Gospels that there was a time in his life that he and his fellow brothers and sisters got mother Mary, and they came to approach Jesus while he was ministering on the road and ask him to please consider coming home and shutting it down. James was not all in as a disciple of the Lord in those days. Something incredible happened after the resurrection, though, when we read in the book of Acts, the early chapters of the book of Acts, that he was right there with the early church after the resurrection and ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit. He was on the scene then. A dramatic, mighty thing had happened. This James, the half-brother of Jesus, now addresses himself not as, hey, look, I'm in the family of royalty. He says, I am a bondservant. You know what a bondservant is? A bondservant is a slave who has been set free, who decides of his 
his or her own volition to serve the master. You and I are bond servants to Jesus Christ. We have been set free and no longer does our Father call us slaves anymore. But we have the privilege and honor of presenting ourselves as bond servants. That is, I am free because of you, Lord, but I choose to be your servant. And it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, what business or what ministry or whatever vocation of your life, we have the honor of being a bondservant of God and of the, notice what he calls Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. History tells us that James was executed for his refusal to deny the Lord Jesus Christ. To the 12 tribes who are scattered abroad, now who is that? The 12 tribes, this, this is in reference primarily, this book was primarily written to Jews who had become followers and disciples of Jesus during the Roman persecution, they were scattered all over the empire. And he's writing to these believers who are in a place of great suffering. And he says in verse 2, my brothers, and that is not a gender term. That is all men and women who are in Christ Jesus. Count it all joy, not if, but when you fall into various trials. You weren't looking for the trial. You didn't even want the trial. But life happened. Life happens to all of us, doesn't it? Life can run over you sometimes, amen? Thank God you're not alone and there's one who's there to pick you up. <clears throat> Count it all joy when you encounter various trials. The word there for trials is the Greek word pyrosmos, and it means a, 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 an application of pressure either through circumstances, uh, either through persecution, or it may be a, a self-induced wound. Whatever that, notice the word in front of trials is various. That, that, the word various there in the original language means many colored. That means trials can come to us and look a whole lot different. They're not alike. It can be relational, it can be financial, it can be physical, it, it can be mental, it can be emotional. It, it doesn't have one slot it has to look like. A trial is the application of pressure. And uh, whatever that may look like, it, it could be loneliness, it could be whatever, a, a trial, it is a, a difficult time where the word there actually has something to do with, with something that will squeeze you. Count it all joy. How did you do that? Notice he didn't say you had to feel like it. The word count it means to in your own heart as an act of your will 
to put it on the side of the ledger, it's an accounting term, put it on the side of the ledger that says, Lord, I choose to count this joy. Joy means spiritual energy that comes from the Spirit of God. But how in the world can you do that? He tells us how we can do that. Verse 3, here's how you can count it joy when there are various tests, trials, temptations, the application of this opposition. It is opposition. It is pressure. Knowing. And that word knowing there is not an intellectual knowledge. It means that you get it. It's down deep in your inner. You know it. That the testing of your faith produces endurance, patience, perseverance. Hmm. I can count it joy when I'm going through these trials because I know that God is working something deep on the inside of me regardless of what's happening on the outside of me. Do you know that it's a whole lot more important what God's doing on the inside of you than what He's doing on the outside? Do you know that what's happening to you on the outside is subject to change? God can change all that by sundown if He chooses. But what's going on in the inside is what is an investment that is, that is eternal. It's, it's the desire of the heart of God. So I can choose to say, Lord, these trials, these difficulties, these painful things, I choose to count it joy knowing that it is testing my faith. What does, the test, what does testing mean? It means the application of pressure on that which you say you believe. When you look in your checkbook and it's empty, there's the application of testing on whether or not you really believe that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. When your child continues to act out in a way that you've been praying for for your years that they would come to grips with the reality of the love of God and they don't seem to be getting it, the application of pressure to give up and move on and, and, and just to surrender is the testing of your faith whether you believe that whatever you ask in faith, everything that you pray in the will of God, He will accomplish. And I want to remind you of something, those of you who've prayed for people a long time. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You don't have to pray, God, I'll, if it's your will, I ask you to bring my child to salvation. No, no, no. You say, Lord, thank you that you're not willing that my child should perish. But you're going to bring that child to repentance. What does repentance do? Now, that may not feel good. I don't know any time that I've ever had to come to repentance that it made me feel good until after I'd repented. Can anybody say amen? I feel you, Pastor. <laughs> oh, but what a joy comes when we repent and humble ourselves before the Lord. Amen. 
knowing that there is a testing of our faith. How many of you know without faith it's impossible to please God? Do you know one of the main reasons you're still here today? It's the development of your faith. Because as soon as your heart quits beating as a believer, you're not going to need faith anymore. You're going to walk in sight. You're going to see all those things about your great and mighty God that, you, that, that are just beyond comprehension. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Knowing that the testing of your faith develops, the word there, now, Pastor Jeremiah, you'll, you'll like this word. The testing of your pay, faith, English says produces, the, the Greek, the original rank, language says, is kater gazatai, and it says, works out. When you go to work out, you're not asking that there would be some muscles. You are working out to develop the muscle that you already have. That word right there is really descriptive. The application of pressure, that trial, that thing that bothers you so is that you can count it joy because it's the developing of your faith. The development of something you already have that needs developing. Jesus said, if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed, you can start speaking to your mountains. It's not that you don't have any faith. You can't even be saved and not have any faith. By grace, you're saved through faith, and that is not of yourself. It's the gift of God. But it has to be developed. And the only way you can develop a muscle is by the application of pressure. Right? Thank all of y'all for praying for your pastor. I don't have any choice, Sandra Joan. I have to be down there and, and spend some time with my little elliptical machine almost every day. And that's one reason why 17 years after vicious emergency open heart surgery, you still have a pastor standing in front of you. I have to be friends with that thing. Do you look forward to that every day, pastor? No. No. Oh, my goodness. It is a fight sometimes. Here's what I know that in the physical realm, without the application of pressure, there's no development. Did you know that in your walk with Jesus, the development of your faith has to have the application of pressure? And you also know that you don't have to go out there looking for the application of pressure. No. You say, well, I don't have any pressure now. Well, wait 10 minutes. Right? So I can decide to count it joy because God is developing something. What does faith do? Faith is what is the vehicle through which we know God. Faith is how you receive anything that comes from God. But look at verse 4. But let endurance 
The word there is in the Greek, hupomeno. It means, the word endurance means the ability to stand up, to hold up under that pressure. Let endurance, let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect. That doesn't mean sinless. The word there in the Greek means fully mature. I want to tell you something. If any of you even think that you're going to get to a place of perfection in your flesh, you are sadly mistaken and deceived. Let me just say something else here in case the spirit of self-righteousness has got hold of you. We are all, every one of us, me and you, we are all broken somewhere. And you and I are not going to be perfect in this flesh. We've got to have a new body. Amen. And we're going to get one in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Let patience have its perfect result. Don't let go of the rope before you see the victory. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, fully matured, complete, lacking nothing. That is that we are so fully developed in our inner man in Christ that we're ready for anything and equal to anything through him who gives us strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Then we come to this beautiful promise that I'll close with today. If any of you lacks wisdom, oh boy, do we ever need to cry out for wisdom every day. Every day. Some of the phone calls that I answer before I ever start listening or speaking, I cry out for wisdom. You know what that means? Wisdom means the ability to see things from God's perspective. The ability to see things from God's perspective. A top-down view. What a gift that is. If any of you lacks wisdom, the ability to see things the way God sees it, let him ask God who gives to all liberally. I, I promise you this. If you ask God for wisdom, you don't have to ask if it's his will. It already is. If you will ask for wisdom, he will give it to you freely and notice what it says let him ask he gives to all liberally and without reproach you know what that means if you ask God for wisdom he's not going to bring up all the reasons why you're not worthy of wisdom what what a wonderful promise the father our mighty God the God of all wisdom He's saying, if you'll just ask me for wisdom, I won't make you go down the list and name all the reasons why you're not worthy of it. 
I won't reproach you. I won't bring up all your faults. If you'll just ask me for wisdom, I won't go over the track record of your life. If you'll ask me for wisdom, I'll give it to you. Hallelujah. And I'll give it to you liberally. God Almighty, the Father of all wisdom, wants you to have what he's got. His wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom. Does that mean I can ask God for wisdom in my work, in my skill, in my calling, in my office, in my job, with my customer? Absolutely. Jesus was a businessman long before he started his ministry. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. Ask for wisdom. God will give it to you. Lord, what are you trying to tell me through where I am in my life now? I, can I tell you all something? I was sharing this this week. Sharon, I think Jeremiah, I've shared this many times, Wayne, Deborah. This is, uh, I was really, really anxious trying to figure out what in the world should I do next, Lord, in this ministry? This is, this is a long time ago. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said this, I did not call you to figure it out. I called you to believe me and just simply take the next right step of obedience. To trust in me with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. Do you know I was able to sleep better after that? Do you know that you ought to take the pressure off yourself and say, God, you hadn't called me to figure it out. My life is in your hands. My job is not to discern and figure out what I'm supposed to be doing eight or ten years from now. My job is to obey you today and trust you with all my heart and listen to your voice. And when you, listen, God will impart wisdom to you. You will make decisions that are wise. And you'll look back and say, thank you, Lord, that you spared me from making inferior decisions. Well, pastor, I just believe that whatever I'm doing, I ought to get more, I ought to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Can I tell you something? God is a whole lot more interested in you and in this church being healthy than he is in being bigger. Healthy is better than big. A lot of things that are big are not healthy. Y'all heard that, didn't you? The Lord is into you, the health and well-being of you and those closest to you. Who we lack wisdom, we can ask him. He gives it to us without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But there's only one condition on that. Do you see it? Let him, verse 6, let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that person suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. How many of you know that if we go back and forth, 
We believe, we don't believe. We believe, we don't believe. We're like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Did you know that doubt's not something you feel? Doubt's something you do. It's how you act. Every one of us are attacked with thoughts of doubt. Every one of us. But the key is not that doubt enters your mind. The key is whether doubt is allowed to stay in your mind and poison your will. Cry out to God for wisdom. Believe that he gives it to you when you ask. When you ask. Well, Pastor, I don't feel a bit different when I ask the Lord for wisdom. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's given to you. It's imparted to you in your inner man by the Spirit of God. It is a treasure. So why, did we, why this message this morning? Because this is what the Lord gave me this week as I struggled and prayed. And this was written in the context of God's people suffering, suffering. This right here is an encouragement that when those trials come, God is working on something far more important, far deeper than the circumstances that we would find ourselves in. I got some good news for you. Whatever is wrestling you to the ground today, God's already got it figured out. And he not only works for his glory, but for your best. He loves you. You're his daughter. You're his son. Don't ever forget that. May the Lord give us greater revelation of it. Would you stand with me, please? Would you pray this prayer with me? Just right out loud. Mighty God. God of all wisdom, thank you that regardless of the trials that I face, I can count it joy because you're working on something deep within me that's far more important than today's circumstances. I thank you that I'm partnering with you to develop my faith, knowing that it's by faith that I receive anything that comes from you. In Jesus' name, I ask you today for wisdom, the ability to see things like you do. And by faith, right now, I receive it by your Spirit. I have your wisdom, all sufficient for this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We'll see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.